Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Round and Town podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Jose. And today's episode is Kirby 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 in honor of Kirby's Dream Collection. And anyone who's a Kirby fan will hopefully get that reference. And if not, here's a hint. It's the theme song to the show from back when he had a show. Did you ever watch it? Me? Yep. Like two episodes. You didn't like it? Eh, it was like I would have liked it more if I was younger when it came out. It sucked, in your opinion? No, I didn't. Say, oh, because Kirby inhales. No, <laughs> no. Uh, I would like to more if I was younger. I feel like I think I just was a little too old for it. But anyway, I, the name is I. There seems to be a theme in this episode. I've noticed our name is a list of Kirby three times, and everything we're talking about is one way or another a list. We have a list of Wii U launch tiles. We have a list of new eShop tiles. We have a list of new Mario DLC. Now, it's not to say lists are bad, because we have a lot to talk about within those lists, but it's funny that everything we're talking about is some form of list. Well, hopefully people like lists. I personally like lists. Well, that's good, because you're talking about it, so it'd be, pro- it'd be problematic if you didn't like what we were talking about. Anyway, let's jump in. Uh, I think the biggest... Yeah, we've talked about things that we don't necessarily like. Like, well, yeah, that's true. That's very true, actually. Yeah. Hindsight. Yes. Anyway. Insight. Anyway. Um, let's jump right in. I guess the first thing we should talk about is probably the uh, Wii U launch lineup, which came out shortly after our last episode. Yeah, that would be a good place to start. Yeah, I, I agree. So I say we do that. All right. All right. I'm glad we settled on that. So what a weird intro this has been. <laughs> so, okay. So Mar- uh, Mario. Mario is one launch lineup. So Nintendo released a list of all the games that will be available from day one, which is November 18th for the Wii U. All the way through the end of March. A lot of them don't have dates. The games that will be available day one, however, do have dates. Which are day one, November 18th. I'm very... I'm, I'm getting some very good information here that you can't deduct on your own. So, <laughs> so let's just run through a list. Because there's some interesting inclusions and some interesting... Interesting... Uh, absence. Yeah, omissions from the list. So, on, in the inclusion side, here's what's coming. Activision on day one is bringing us Call of Duty Black Ops 2, no surprise. Skylanders Giants, which also makes sense because it's a huge franchise among kids. Transformers Prime, which you're probably not too keen on since it's not Fall for Cybertron, but the knockoff. Yeah, it's not made by High Moon Studios, so you could just expect another, I don't know, quick cash-in game. Essentially, yeah. So there's that, and Wipeout 3. Which I'm personally excited about. Wipeout 3, or the cash-in of Transformers Prime. Oh, well, Wipeout 3 4. Well, Wipeout 3 is not the Sony racing game. It's based on the ABC uh, the ABC game show. Oh, I thought the rights got moved. I, that would have oh. been amazing if that was the case. I'm like, like, oh, then Futuristic F-Zero. Racers. I mean, yeah, exactly. I Zero in a while. So. I know. But no. So that's Activision. Disney's bringing us Disney Epic Mickey 2, The Power of 2. Electronic Arts is bringing us EA Sports FIFA Soccer 13 on day one. And then surprisingly, Madden will not be a day one title. It'll be out a couple weeks later. Which is weird. It's already four or three months late. Like, who's gonna who's gonna buy a Wii U and then a week later go, oh, time to go back and get Madden? Like, it's one of those games that when it's there, you buy it on day one if you like that sort of game, but I can't see you going back um, to get the it. people that want Madden that my, don't have a PS3 or Xbox. I guess, but isn't that a really small number? Madden has never sold well on Nintendo systems. And it does sell well at launches because everyone's like, oh, I need a game for my system. Oh, I've heard Madden's good. You know, like the more casual people. Hmm. Well, I would assume they sell well enough to keep making them every single year. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, like, they're missing a big opportunity of people just snatching it up when they're picking launch games when they're there picking up the system. Like, it comes out... Really, the only other time it would come out would be the week 
after the Wii U, which is already after Black Friday, already after the impulse buyers who may be buying a Wii U for their kid and going, oh, I heard that Madden game's good, and I don't know why they talk like that, and picking up that game along with the system on Black Friday. Like, they're missing that whole crowd. It's strange. Well, at least they got... At least, the one, at least the one they're putting the effort into, which is FIFA, is their day one. Madden's the one that's not quite as fully featured, so... They put the correct one in on day one, at least. If anything, isn't this Madden missing some features? Yeah, compared to the PS3 and 360... Excuse me, 360 ones, it's missing uh, some of the online components and some other stuff. Uh, also, Namco Bandai is releasing Tekken Tag Tournament 2 Wii U Edition, which no has tails? already had... What? Uh, no Tales game? No Tales. There's no Tales announced. But uh, Tekken Tag Tournament 2's already had a commercial on Adult Swim, interestingly. Oh. The Wii U one, I mean. It's out on other systems, but specifically the Wii U one had a commercial. Then from Nintendo, you've got the mother load of New Super Mario Bros. U, which you already knew about. Nintendo Land, obviously, which is a pack-in. Ninja for the Deluxe Edition. Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge, which apparently Team Ninja is making a lot of improvements at the guidance in Nintendo, so it might actually turn out to be good. Yeah, the, the non-Razor's Edge. The, the non- normal edition. Yeah, the normal edition wasn't received very well as far as I can At all. Tell. It was too many quick-time events is what I was reading. Yeah. And they apparently scaled those back. Um, and also we're going to have Sing Party, so for all those karaoke out there who want to sing along to Call Me Maybe, you can on day one. So there's that. Um... Surprising, not surprisingly, uh, Pikmin 3 won't be there at day one. I still think it's going to be on March. I'm uh, kind of glad it's not their day one. Yeah, it would have been too I many would, games. Yeah, I mean, I have enough trouble picking one just because, I mean, there's 60 bucks now. Plus, mm-hmm. I mean, I just got Resident Evil 6, which I can't wait to play, but still. Right. But, um, so there's no Pikmin 3. Uh, there's no Lego City Undercover, which actually hasn't surprised me when I, when we tried it, or when they had it at Comic-Con, when we were in the Wii U experience at Comic-Con. Uh, it was a guided demo from a Nintendo employee. Like, I couldn't touch the game. And it was a guided demo because only certain aspects of the game would work properly, so they had to go down a preset path in what's really an open-world game. So I'm not surprised that a game that couldn't even be demoed properly is uh, not out at launch. But it should be out before March, since that's the launch window. But I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if it gets delayed into summer. I can see it coming out in June. Like, that seems like a good game for kids getting out of school for summer, and Nintendo's like, hey, get come explore the world of LEGO City. So, that's yeah, my theory. Yeah, so many vibes to it, yeah. Yeah. No, we fit you. Oh, I'm... I could see that being released in December. I'm actually... I'm legitimately depressed. Don't, don't get... You don't... like we fit you? I mean, you like we fit... You have we... Oh, well, you have we fit, but... Well, my sister has we fit. I didn't appreciate it until I played it, because I don't know, the balance board and we fit is actually pretty cool. Mini games are surprisingly fun and deep, and... Yeah. I don't know. Really looking forward to we fit you. Well, hopefully... I might... My guess... Is it probably won't, it obviously isn't at launch day. I won't be surprised if they try and push it on December, like oh. maybe the second or third week. But and realistically, probably not till January. No. February. I mean, and literally, uh, the only reason I started working out again recently was because of the Wii Fit, which later made me. So yeah, Nintendo yep. is just the only way to get me to exercise. So I don't know if that's impressive or sad. Uh, we'll go with a little of both, I think. Impressive for Nintendo. Sad, sad for, for you. <laughs> but I yeah, yeah. One game that I'm shocked is better than not. So yeah. One game from Nintendo that was that a jab at me because I don't exercise at all. Uh, it didn't it, quite sound like it. It was, it was, wasn't it? What? Well, back to the real matters at hand. Nintendo's lineup missing games. Um, one game I'm shocked isn't out day one is the Wonderful 101. Platinum you games. Played and you said it was really glitchy and stuff. No. No. What? No. Oh. I played it and I talked about it last episode. I didn't say it was glitchy. Oh. oh okay. What surprised me about 101 though is it could have totally been the sleeper hit of the launch, much like Excite Truck was uh, when the Wii came out in 06. Like it has that same kind of like 
slightly offbeat, but really fun-ness to it. <laughs> so I'm kind of surprised the town's not putting it out there, but I guess, I guess wherever you heard it's glitchy, I guess that's probably, that must be the case, and they're probably polishing it up. So. Well, either way, that's another one of those that I'm glad it's not coming out launch day. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. In a way, it's good these are all getting delayed because then we can buy our purchases. Yeah, like, we can spend mean, normal human amounts of money over a normal amount of time opposed to spending, like, $500 on games the first week. Yeah, but I mean, it's just odd that these are missing. I mean, the fact New Super Mario Bros. is used coming out, it's like, oh, well, that's a mandatory must-buy. Yes, which means is. anything else will automatically push me over the $120, not counting the price of the Wii U. Wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. there's 60 bucks. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That's not even counting taxes, so... No, it's not. Man. Well, here's some more games for you to go. Man, I Wasn't want... It, oh, three... We're getting free Paper Mario the weekend before. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, and, and all the eShop stuff, which we'll get oh, to a little later. Man. It's a crazy amount of games. But let's keep going down yeah, this my, list my, for now. My wallet's crying right now. Here's some more games to make your wallet cry even more. So, continuing the launch day lineup, Sega's bringing Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed on day one. Tecmo Koei's bringing Warriors Orochi 3 Hyper, which is... Dynasty Warriors. THQ, as we know, previously is bringing Darksiders 2. The definitive version, apparently. Of Darksiders 2, yeah. I have all the DLC built in, and I'll have uh, gamepad support and all sorts of other goodies. Ubisoft is bringing, on day one, Assassin's Creed 3, ESPN Sports Connection, Just Dance 4, which is no surprise, Rabbids Land, and Your Shape Fitness Evolved. And Zombie U, of course. Uh. So... There's no Avengers Battle for Earth. Avengers be being that kind of beat em up game they announced a little while ago. And there's no Rayman Legends. Rayman strikes me as weird because that seems like the perfect launch title. Yeah, but they Mario's there. Yeah, they're probably trying to distance themselves from Mario. Because yeah. everyone's obviously going to buy Mario if they're buying a Nintendo system. So they probably don't want oh, Mario yeah, yeah. cannibalizing Rayman. Yeah, no, yeah. Even I, though I, Rayman I arguably see. could be the better of the two. It arguably. Could, yeah, arguably, but I don't know. Nintendo. Oh my god, the freaking... I mean, we're obviously going to get to this later, but those those game designers on the Mario side, they, they just keep surprising me. Yeah, well, here's the thing. The game designers for Mario 2, New Super Mario Bros. 2, which oh, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. 2, they're different than Mario Yeah, U. you're right, completely. Oh, yeah. wait, one of them were newbies. Yeah, Mario 2 was a new team. Ah. New Super Mario Bros. 2 was a new team. Which explains why they kind of took the safe route through the yeah. game and the DLC, well, they just went exactly. crazy. And then Mario, the team that's doing Mario U, which is the, like, crazy... Except for that, except for that last level, which you saw, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mario U, that team is the ones that I believe did the Wii version. So, it's gonna be kind of going along that and line. Cool and that's why it looks a little more creative artistically, because they're yeah. like, we've already shown our Mario proudness, or whatever yeah. they want. I like the Wii version. Yeah, the Wii version's really good. I mean, it sucks that a lot of people aren't Giving, aren't going to give these new, not quite new Mario games a try just because of there's too the many stigma. in your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mario Two is great, and Mario U, from what we played the two times we got played, they just changed the fun. art style. I bet a lot of more people would play. Just, but if they didn't call it New Super Mario Bros, if they called it like Mario World U or New Super Mario World or something, because it is modeled after Mario World. So if they just called it something like that, it might do better. But just, know, New Super Mario World doesn't sound that bad, actually. It doesn't. I think we should go tell Nintendo to change it, because we have that power. Change it. Hear that, Nintendo? I know you're listening out there. Possibly, probably not. Even if, like... Yeah, you... It wouldn't Mario World's a big brand. Yeah, just and change, new the, just a change big brand. the title. That's it. And, and putting a U at the end of every game is stupid. So... We're not even asking you to change it for the whole world, just the U.S. 
Yeah, just you know what? Just change it for Los Angeles, California, where we are. That's all. That's all. You can leave the rest Wait, of the Wait, oh, or Jason, place. or using your awesome graphic designing skills, can you make me a custom box that just says New Super Mario World? I could try. It's gonna look super crappy. <laughs> I could try. Use the same art, just replace yeah, the logo. Yeah, just 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 come, just slap a sticker over you that says World. Well, I already have to do that on one of my so. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> But, um, do you want to tell that story? Or no, wait, it's from Comic-Con. Yeah, 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 they already know that. In a nutshell, in case anyone has joined us since then, Jose got Charles Martinet voice of Mario's autograph, but he was getting something else signed, so he had our mutual friend Nigel go get the autograph on his copy of Mario Galaxy, which which was one of the two things he got signed. So, Charles Martinet, being the awesome guy that likes to personalize everything, addressed it to Nigel. So now Jose's signed copy of Mario Galaxy says, Nigel, whatever, 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 Charles Martinet. So we had to tape over Nigel and write Jose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to the lineup. Um, Warner Brothers, their their entire lineup, everything they've announced for Wii U will be there. Or not everything, actually. Injustice won't. Three, the three games that we suspect will, in fact, be there. Scribblenauts, Game Party Champions, and Batman Arkham City Armored Edition. Scribblenauts has a surprising amount of merchandise already out. Yeah, we were... Where were we? We were at Toys R Us. Yeah, and they had, like, regular tons show toys. Of... Watch regular show. It's a good show. And they had, like... They had not like just video. Maxwell, which is the main character, but they had, like, the dinosaurs. Yeah, and they had just random obscure. stuff, like... Did they have the, um, the hat? I think they had the hat. They had the hat. I think. Yeah. Maybe. But, so that's your lineup. But, it, but it's all made by the same people, which makes sense why they're all next to each other. It's Adventure Time. The same, oh, the toys, yeah. yeah. the toy, yeah. Yeah, of course, because they just like license all these things. Wear, I don't know. Jazz but, wear. Jazz something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so that's your Wii U Day 1 lineup. There are some weird emissions in the lineup, though. Like I kind of alluded to earlier. For example, why isn't Mass Effect 3 there? It was previously confirmed for launch day. It's literally a port. What are they... It's coming out with the Wii U in Japan on launch day on December 8th. So why is it not the American Wii U on November 18th? Those and three weeks aren't going to make or break yeah, it. Yeah, and that delay clearly isn't for... Um, to include Mass Effect 1 and 2 in that Mass Effect no. collection. It's not, like Which... Ma- it's not Mass Effect Trilogy because there's some reports that are saying... EA specifically is not doing that, and if Mass Effect 3 sells well, they'll then release Mass Effect yeah. 3 Wii U. They don't have high health. But I remember, I read one of their tweets from... EA? Was, yeah, for EA, and then um, they were saying that they don't think Mass Effect 3 will sell that well, which... which well, that was like, an EA's tweat. That was a tweet well, some, about well, EA. It was going Nintendo. I oh, well, either way, they were like, I mean... Yeah, they, they, they didn't have attitude. high hope. Yeah. <laughs> EA definitely doesn't have much faith in the Wii U, which is I mean, weird, because remember when the Wii U was first announced at E3 2011, and EA's president, John, at the time, John Riccatello, or whatever his name is, he came up on stage, and he's like, Nintendo and EA are going to have a partnership like no other, and we're going to have this crazy online stuff, and da, 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 and then it just kind of faded away. I you know, where's Battlefield? Not that I want it. Yeah, where's just, Battlefield? Just saying, like, for those people that Where's Medal of Honor Warfighter, which is coming out like in two weeks on the other systems where is need for speed yes most wanted two one they just went back to the first name yeah that's right no, yeah it's need for speed most wanted again again oh i thought you meant two like it had two in the title no because yeah. need because for speed i played a game called most wanted, but it was for ps1 did. and it had yeah. offices that sounded like arnold schwarzenegger and whenever i crashed i lost triangles sounds like a great Chip. game yeah it was, it was pretty fun. we lost triangles yeah, well, triangles were chipped away triangles. from my car. Oh. Just triangles. Just triangles. Because they couldn't do real damage at the time. No, yeah, it was just triangles. Yeah. It was, it was hilarious. Triangles. 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 You made me lose my train of thought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In addition to Mass Effect 3 not being there day one, also surprising is NBA 2K13 won't be there day one, which Wait, is not gang. It's surprising for two reasons. Same reason I thought Mad was surprising. A sports game. When a parent goes to pick up the system for their kid, if their kid... You go pick parent, up Mario if you're a parent. 
it, it, the kids like Mario's there. Hold on, problem solved. Mario's That's why there. Put it yeah, there, but everyone's wh- gonna buy Mario. They're well, gonna wait for on. everyone to buy Mario. So they don't put then, any other genre. Yeah, like, the launch should just be Mario. So, so, so the launch should so be the Wii goes, Wii like, oh, Mario. My, my son already beat Mario. What else do they have? Oh, he likes sports. I'll get him. See, no, that's the thing. That's the thing though. Like these sports games actually do quite well at launches because lots of people are like, oh, I like sports, or my kid likes sports, so they buy it. I know what that is. I I I know of this basketball. That doesn't have a guy riding a dinosaur and touching a mushroom. I understand what LeBron James is opposed to Mario. I'm gonna get LeBron James. He's a basketball player. You know, like it makes. (laughs) He's a human. I can relate. (laughs) He's a human. He's very tall and talented. I can relate more. But no. uh, Yeah. So they. What was I gonna say? Yeah. So those games like sell well day one. I feel like because people will impulse buy them. So if you don't have them there day one, the sales are going. No one's gonna go, especially for a sports game that's out on other systems already. No one's gonna go. Oh, NBA Two K Thirteen comes out on the Wii U in three weeks. I need to come back to GameStop. Like, Wait, like are, are, you, are you modeling the person that just bought NBA Two K Thirteen? I'm modeling. Yeah. Then they wouldn't buy it at all. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> just check out that Wii U. Just see what. <laughs> I want to see what that second screen will do for me. Man, I want to see those plays on the screen, not on the big screen, but on the little screen. <laughs> I want to play NBA 2K13 while watching NBA, NBA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> while watching real NBA. I want to model my game after what's going on on Kinda the real cool. game. Actually, it's a very cool yeah. idea. But, uh, <laughs> but no, point being, I feel like it's a missed opportunity. And it's surprising because it's, it's already out on PS3 and 360. It's not gangbusters, by the way. It's probably going to be the number one game of the month. There were midnight Do openings around the country. Do have 3D? I don't know. Oh, Possibly. Okay. It's all exec produced by Jay-Z. Oh, no, it's just... And you know what that means? The game just, being oh yeah, Justin, by Be- G- Justin Bieber's in it. Justin Bieber's playable. And some other Jersey people. Shore people are playable. A couple playable? Other... I thought they were just in no, it, like, as in, in the Jay-Z's audience. Jay-Z's in it in the audience, but Bieber's playable from my understanding. Huh. But here's what, here's what being exec producer Jay-Z means for a game. You pick the soundtrack, and you, and I quote, help with the menus. <laughs> That's all he did. And his name's all over the box. Put options. And don't get me wrong, I like Jay-Z. It's just really funny that they like are using his name like that. It's literally the logo for NBA 2K13, executive producer Jay-Z. Like, it's just as big as the, like... Oh. It's like a... It's on the logo. It's like, you can't avoid it. It's not like it's small text. It's like, Jay-Z, right on top of the logo. So... So was it kind of just, like, him sitting behind the guy on the computer? Like, oh, put options under online multiplayer. I think it's him going... No, that's I think it's him going... I I don't even know. Like... (laughs) Can you make it glow when well, you hover over it? The what? <laughs> I like glow effects. Can you add a glow effect? No, I think... Um, Put my face instead of... <laughs> I don't want Kobe's face. I want my face on every menu. No, I think it's... Um, well, he mainly did the soundtrack. They have a really good soundtrack, actually. Like, really diverse. Oh, big names. Huge names. They have U2 on the soundtrack. That's a really U2. short name. Ha <laughs> ha. U2 never does video game soundtracks. So, that's what Jay-Z was good for. Anyway, so t- NBA 2K... 13 isn't there, Mass Effect 3 isn't there, and Aliens Colonial Marines isn't there. Which I think might have been delayed across the board, so that might which be... Which I'm happy about, too, because... Yeah, that looks really I, cool. I'm looking forward to that game, but... Oh my god, I cannot play Zombie U, Mario Bros. U, and Paper Mario, because that's an RPG, so that's going to take a long time. Like, oh my god. Never mind all the eShop, which we're about to get to. I just started playing Professor Layton, and I still have to play Part 2, Part 3, Part 4, and then Layton 5 is coming out, and I still have to play that. Oh my god. Okay. Well, now that we've established that, what launch games are you? So I'm assuming for launch, based on this list, not based on reviews, strictly based on the list we have in front of us, like yes. it says, is an episode list. Uh-huh. Nintendo Land, because you're getting Del- Deluxe and Mario, or is the only two you're getting for sure? For sure, yes. Those what are you will... considering? What else? And why? Honestly, the only other one I'm considering is Zombie U, just because I like to have a one mature two experience. different... No, 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 not even that, just different genres. 
Right. Because minigame collection is only going to be fun when I'm playing with you or my brother or like a group of friends. Well, Nintendo Land has single player stuff. Well, yeah, yeah, but I Metroid mean, Blast, but all of that, Donkey Kong Crash but could, Course. But knowing me, I'll probably blow through that like in a day or two and probably. not really go back to it. Except probably. for the multiplayer stuff. Although, Mario, based on what I've been reading from Game Informer, it's actually way deeper. Oh. Well, I mean, that's like, it'll probably surprise yeah, yeah. me. But I like having two really like, diver, like, I gotcha. completely different. I gotcha. And Mario, I don't know. I guess it's more why I want Zombie U because it's a one player game and the Mario's weird... one player. No, I know, but that's the weird thing. And that... four players. This... And five players. I- I've gone through a weird transformation lately. Oh. I can no longer I I can no longer enjoy Mario games by myself unless I'm speedrunning them and Are they too boring, I'm... too plain, too simple? Too no easy? no no, that's I have to play them with someone else. Like I played Mar- New Super Mario Brothers two in co op in its entirety with my brother mm-hmm. and we did it on his files, so not to do it on mine. And I tried doing it in mine, and it just wasn't the same. I got, yeah, I just really wanted that other person there. And I didn't want to speed run because I wanted all the gold coins. So. Felt lonely playing Mario. Yeah, so now, so now I'm just going to wait till he's back. I see. I'm going to make him play through the game again. So so why Zombie U, specifically? Because it looked really good. I played it. Have you it seen, was fun. Have you seen, yeah, I played it too, obviously. And have I, you seen the new... And I really de- like the idea, just the concept. It's really, really have you seen the new developer diary they just released? No. It, uh Okay, well, for all our listeners out there, hi. How are you? Um, developer Diary, we've linked to an episode on the podcast, on the blog post for this podcast at randomtail.com, episode 26, Kirby, Kirby, Kirby. Uh, scroll down to the news section. We have a link to this Developer Diary. I highly recommend it because I was already pretty dead set on Zombie U based on when we played it at Comic-Con and saw it again at the Wii U Experience Tour last week or two weeks ago. But after watching this Developer Diary, okay, what we played at Comic-Con was definitely the E3 demo. No doubt about that. And I'm pretty sure what was at the Wii U experience was the E3 demo as well. So it was still rough. This developer diary, I don't know if they were, like, enhancing the graphics. Like, if they were bull shots, so to speak, or not. But it looks good. The lighting looks really good. And, like, it actually has a story. It's not just you're surviving and then you pick up where the last person you play as. Because you know how the, the basic mechanic is. You get one life, you die, you start as a new person, and you continue the story from there. There's actually a story. It's this whole... It's intertwined with this British guy... Who, I don't, the details I'm not quite sure because I don't know this British guy, but he's like famous in British lore, I guess. He's this guy basically. He's like, famous and British. <laughs> yeah, but he was looking for like this antidote or something for like a zombie apocalypse. I don't know, it's from like the 1800s. And this guy's story kind of is intertwined with the zombie apocalypse that happens in the game, and you have to like find the, the guy, the and, and he's speaking of, and you have this mysterious person guiding you through the game, and that's how each character's story, inter- you know, continues, because he's like, oh, well, I was just helping this person, who's you, so now go pick up where they left off, and it makes sense, and it's apparently, based on that video, it looks very, 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 very cool, and the lighting, I know I said this before, but the lighting looks amazing, some of the shots they show are just, like, super good, graphically. Damn, it's like, they're not really afraid of playing with the new hardware. Well, here's the thing. Ubisoft has been developing this game one way or another for years. It originally was an Xbox 360 title based on the Rabbids. It is a mature Rabbids game. Then it turned into Killer Freaks from Outer Space, which they showed at E3 2011. Then it did like a complete 180 and became Zombie U. So all this time, the developers were working next-gen, and then for at least two years, they were working specifically Wii U next-gen. So they've had a lot of work, a lot of time with the hardware and a lot of time to figure out the game and so you think it's it. gonna get ported eventually probably not because it's so reliant on the gamepad i mean you've seen that you've played it i've played it. it's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you need the gamepad's a core component of it it won't be the same it'd be like just a boring shooter without the, or yeah, a survival game without the gamepad solo left for dead yeah essentially but it, the gamepad's what gives it that extra edge 
With no like. infected zombies. I mean, special ones. Never mind the fact that it's called Zombie U. It has a U in it. Yeah. Wii U. Yeah, because it's about you, not... Well, no, it's us. called it's called Zombie U because it... Oh, actually, that's clever. But I think it's called Zombie U because it's on the Wii U. Zombie It's a sequel to Zombie, Zombie which was a 1980s game from Ubisoft. Their first one, actually, which was a survival horror PC game, I want to say. Man, I never heard of it. Yeah, it was like an... It, is like not that big of a game, but they. This is the sort of sequel, in name only. <laughs> this is not make it just zombie. We have to make it a sequel to something. Well, that's where they got the name zombie and why it's spelled without an e. Why Z O M B I? Because that's how the original is spelled. Because um, they can. Yeah. So in addition to what you're saying, yeah, I'm also getting. Thanks for asking. I'm also getting <laughs> Nintendo. What are you getting? Thanks. Oh, let me tell you. I'm also getting Nintendo Land Odyssey Deluxe Set. I'm getting Mario. I'm pro. I'm like ninety five percent sure I'm getting Zombie U. I'll be shocked if I don't. And then I feel like I kind of want one of the third party like multi platform games. Damn, look at you! I don't know if I'm going to. Already over five hundred bucks. Here's the thing: I don't know if I'm actually going to. But like, I've never owned a Call of Duty game. I've played multiplayer time with friends, but I've never actually owned one, so I've never experienced the single player mode. Oh, I'm definitely getting Call of Duty. So why did you? Wait, I thought you weren't getting. Oh, my bad for PS3. Oh, you're not getting the Wii. If I got the Wii U one, would you consider the Wii U one? I'm debating it. The only reason I have I'm getting it for the PS3 is because, because your brother, so my brother's getting. But lately, I've been like watching a lot of video impressions of like people that play Call of Duty. That I mean, I follow fighting games, but they also play Call of yeah, Duty. Yeah. And they're talking about how um, the Wii U version of Call of Duty should be the most like definitive. Yeah, the the most definitive version because of the frame rate. Because I mean, it has the most powerful hardware, so. It, have it, more, all, it all depends on how well Activision does that port yeah, job. Yeah, so, so they're saying that, like, if this is the definitive version, this is the one that everyone should be playing. So I was thinking, like, oh, okay, if this is, like... The, then I could play it. If this is the... And you can destroy me. This, I don't know, I guess the... On the train of thought that all these people are having, then maybe I should just move to this one. Yeah. I was just afraid of the gaming community. Because, I mean, the PS3 one small. is pretty established. The Xbox one, I heard, is not that great. And the PC one is pretty kind, but I don't know what to expect to the Nintendo one. This Nintendo more, it's not going to be... It's well, gonna be all twelve year old screaming. Well, that's not like I mean. Well, I don't even know. Have they confirmed voice chat in multiplayer on Call? Some games have voice chat for definitely. Okay. I forgot which, but they definitely do have voice oh, chat. Okay then. But that's what I'm wondering because I mean, for the I have no idea where it was. I mean, I played people online, obviously Nintendo games like Tatsunoko or whatever. Right, right, but right. you can't talk to them. Right, you don't know right. what kind of people they are. They're just good at it. Yeah. Well, you don't have to talk to them. You can mute them. You don't have to. Listen oh, to I know. Them. That's the good thing. Like that's across. All the Cybertron doesn't let you mute people, and oh my that's god, that's annoying. Yeah, you get people to start to sing or put it into the speaker and it's, <laughs> but yeah I don't know if I'm gonna get like Call of Duty and then Assassin's Creed 3 looks oh, really good I wonder if I to get Call of Duty I'm pro- I'll probably cave but Assassin's Creed 3 I've get never all, had... we get four games launch day might as well well hold on I might I, I have a lot of Amazon credits I could always order some online I have like oh. $200 in Amazon gift cards oh, um, okay. Assassin's Creed 3 also looks really good I've never had an Assassin's Creed game yeah, must... but we saw they showed a, at the time what was an exclusive interactive not interactive exclusive demo that like movie to, they showed it to us at a comic con oh yeah, yeah and that was cool it looked really cool but it's like i don't know like i don't necessarily want both like in fours a lot no no plus there's a 3ds lineup at that point which isn't very exciting but but there's all the eShop stuff like i don't know there's and and then there's the wii u eShop, which i'm about to get to it's just like there's a lot yeah. i think reviews are gonna dictate a lot just, just just some save money from now until the launch and you're good yeah i guess but see, here's the other issue. The Wii U has a really impressive eShop lineup, which I just alluded to, coming out around that same time. So Kotaku pointed out that there's actually a lot of really solid indie games. I, I mean, Nintendo released the list, but Kotaku's the one that's like, 
hey guys, did you know? Did, did you see this? This is like super indie and cool. So it's it's hipster. So um, they're they're releasing a lot of uh, indie games in that month of November. Many of which they're aiming for around launch or launch day. So we're getting in November alone, chasing Aurora, which I've talked about multiple times on the podcast. Which just from the trailer looks cool. So I probably will get that. We're getting my Switch Force HD. Never bought the 3DS one, so I might. We're getting Little Inferno, which they are aiming to have be a launch title on day one. That's the new game from the World of Goo Guys at Tomorrow Corporation, which used to be called 2D Boy at the time that World of Goo came out. We're getting we're getting Trine 2, which is intent director's cut or whatever, which Nintendo's been hyping up for a while and looks really good. We're getting Nano Assault Neo, which is from Shinin. They do great top-down shooters. We're getting Tokitori 2, which is a pretty solid puzzle game from the gang at Two Tribes. And we're getting Runner 2 in January, which is only two months later. And Runner 2 is the sequel Bit Trip Runner. And you can control a reverse mermaid. Yeah, it's one of the unlockable characters. I did not know that. Yeah, reverse You kind of left me speechless. But that's all in November. With the exception of Runner 2, that's all in November. And that's not including... See, those are all new about. Then on top of that, there's a new one called Cloudberry Kingdom, which is being billed as the hardest platformer ever and actually started as a Kickstarter project. Where they got twenty thousand in funding, yeah, and then I mean, Nintendo approached them and said, "Hey guys, bring it to Wii U." And now it's coming out on launch day. Like there are so many games. I mean, it looks fun, but I mean, um, I don't think I'm gonna get production value wise, I mean, it looks. They did it, on it, it looks like a flash game. Well, they can't. Well, not the cutscenes, only the actual gameplay. Well, yeah, the gameplay. I mean, it's from Kickstarter, though. No, like, I, I know, I know. I'm just saying, just saying, just like so people could get an idea of what to expect. I'm sure it'll be cheap. Because I mean, I'm sure it'll be cheap. I mean, there are. I mean, these are all downloadable games. I mean, compared. I mean, trying to looks like a trying to looks like game. a retail game. Definitely. I mean, Nano Assault's always look really good. Little Inferno looks I mean, like a solid, like, you know, I mean, 3DS download game, iPhone game. Like, it's a yeah. very polished. I mean, just based on how it looks, I mean, Clubberry Kingdom looks like a free game you can find on the internet. I, yeah, it kind of does. I don't but, think I'm getting that one because I don't want the hardest platform or whatever because I suck at games already. Yeah, Super Meat Boy was hard enough, but will it be harder than that? Well, they say it will. I don't know. But Me- still, Meat Boy just ba- like, balanced, fun, and hard. Look, Okay, so look at that. There's like 18 games on day one. Right? Hard, like, retail games that we just listed. Something like 18. And then there's, like, seven eShop games all at the same time. It's insane. Like, uh, I had to Nintendo. It's probably the best launch lineup they've had. I have too many choices. That's the Yeah, I have too many choices. With the 3DS, there were, like, no choices. And with the and, Wii, it was, like, obvious well, choices. I guess you're right. I mean... There was the no... You didn't choose. You're just, like, Street Fighter, done. I know. I mean, I had my... There was no choice. My, you I had my got that on, on it, but yeah. I didn't have... There was, a, there was no, like, what should I get Call of Duty or Assassin's Creed? Like, did Primarily for a non, for a person like me who doesn't own non-Nintendo systems, it's insane. I imagine for someone like you, where there are other systems in play, it's not quite as exciting. No, it is. But and then there's still like, and then on top of that, there's still like, I've never played Batman Arkham City, so I'm intrigued about that. Although I've heard this port being handled by external team is not all that hot, but still too many games. You get it. Too many you like games. Batman? Okay. I do. How could you not get? Arkham I don't City? know. It's like it's well, too much. Do, well, you don't have to get it. I sound so stressed, but I'm not just really. Just get it. Drink. Wait for um, a price drop. Holiday season. Wait for a price drop or a Black Friday sale. Yeah. But yeah, that's so that's what's coming out on the Wii U in November. Then you've got the 3DS, which Nintendo just announced the other day. All their 3DS eShop plans for the rest of the year, and it's a lot as well. Like I'm kind of surprised by how much there is. So let's just let's just go down this next list. Like I said, there are lists. This is the episode list. So first up, in a couple of weeks, on October twenty fifth, we're getting Night Sky. Now, Night Sky's actually been announced for a while. It's the uh, it's an action puzzle game made by the guys or published by the team over at uh, Nicholas, which is responsible for 
bringing V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V I don't think that's its real name to eShop as well as the recent like this week recent re-release of Cave Story where it's 2D with 3D depth like the 3D classic games. They also brought Cave Story 3D to the 3DS a year ago. Cave Story to Wiiware, Cave Story to DSiWare. They port that game way too many times. This is supposedly the final one and it's the definitive one supposedly. But anyway. Uh, so it's better than Cave Story 3D. Well, Cave Story 3D ruined the art style, in my opinion. Its charm is its 16-bit graphics, and they made it all, like, weird, like, CG-looking... I don't know. I didn't so, like so, so this is their proper Cave Story 3D. Yeah. And it's fine. Wow. Actually, I pulled Cave Story DSiWare off the eShop and that's the one to replace I have. it with this. Yeah, I, got, I, I had the WiiWare. Like, I got a free hoping, copy of the WiiWare And I was kind of hoping, like, oh, maybe I could upgrade, like, update nope. it, but nope. Nope. That would have been nice, but they need to make their money, I guess. I mean, it's only nine bucks, too, which I'm like, that's how much I paid for this one. Yeah. But yeah, so, Night Sky is their newest game, which is an action puzzle game, like I said, and it's actually really cool looking, like, literally looking. It looks cool. It's a silhouetted world, 2D, and you're, I guess, I don't know what you are, a ball that you have to navigate through these puzzle levels. And everything silhouette, silhouettes. So I imagine in 3D, it'll be the silhouettes will be the foreground, and the colors in the back will be the background, and that'll be it. But it's it's a it's a pretty game. So that mm. comes out October 25th. Then a month later, on November 22nd, I'm sure you're excited about Crash Mo. Oh yeah, that's a sequel to Push Mo, just announced the other day, and it's basically the same game, but with some major additions. In that uh, gravity now comes into play. So when you move your, a piece, because how Push Mo works, correct me if I'm wrong. I never actually played it. I know. I know. It was like moving drawers, opening. And yeah, it's like drawers. opening and closing drawers. But now you're not opening and closing drawers. You're literally pulling the blocks out from the Jenga tower, and they all kind of—it's not like a Jenga tower, like it collapses, but they all fall down to fill that space. So that changes the dynamic tremendously, I'd imagine. Right? It, yeah. It now it'd be about like shrinking the tower at some parts, and yeah. Hmm. Well, so I yeah, you, and, push and you can also awesome, move so. pieces. With Pushmo, the pieces stayed in place. You just pull them in or out, right? Yeah. Because now you can actually move pieces around. Like, it's not just you pull them out and things fall behind you. Yeah. You can then shift the piece over and push really it really complicated else. puzzles. And there's going to be like 140 of them. So. Yeah, this one already had over 200, so... Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it also is going to have some new abilities, like uh, there'll be floating blocks, and there'll be doors, and there'll be movement switches, and you can rotate the level 360 degrees, so you can look at it from four different angles. Kind of like Crash 3D in that regard, or Crush 3D in that regard from Sega that came out in February. Uh, and of course, this the level editor is back, QR sharing is back, so still gotta have that whole uh, community around it. But it sounds like quite the fully featured sequel. Yeah, and it's coming out. It's definitely doing the sequel thing right. Yeah, it's they could Nintendo could Nintendo and Intelligent Systems are the developer, also developer of Paper Mario. They could have easily just done more levels and called yeah, it a day, just... like a level pack and charge the same ten bucks or whatever. Or however much Pushmo is, six bucks, like, seven bucks. Yeah, it was five or six. But they're I like that they're actually innovating and changing it up. So there's that in November. Then in December, another download game sequel. We're getting a sequel to Fluidity. Nintendo announced this a little while ago, actually. It'll come out December twenty seventh. So right after everyone gets a three DS for Christmas, they can hop on the eShop and buy it, basically. And it's a sequel to the WiiWare title, Fluidity. Did you ever play Fluidity on I played the demo on the Wii? Yeah, I played the demo as well. It's actually pretty cool. It's so the basic premise of the original is you are a body of water and you're navigating these worlds and you're trying to get to the end as this body of water and you navigate them by tilting the world which you did by tilting the Wiimote and of course because it's water if you go through heat you turn to steam if you go somewhere cold you turn to ice and these different properties work differently in the levels and you know help you solve puzzles and whatnot 
So Fluidity Spin, Spin Cycle is the name of the sequel for the 3DS. They're so clever. It's called Spin Cycle like a wash, which is full of water, but it's also because you're spinning the game. I get it. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, so it's for the 3DS. Uh, you will have to rotate the 3DS up to 360 degrees around, so you're going to look like a fool playing it, so don't play it in public. Uh, <laughs> and they're also they're making it more of a game and less of just like a you complete a puzzle, you move to the next. Like It's like it has a story now. It takes place in a storybook. You control a body of water which has a name of I think Eddie. this one was also in a, the original was in a book, but I don't think it had a story. It didn't quite have this much of a story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it was just yeah. in a book. Yeah. Yeah, it took place in a book, I think. But yeah, you're back in a storybook. You're, co- you're collecting rainbow spirits as Eddie, the puddle of water. They named... We... Let's just stop here. Can I please just make clear they named a body of water? They named a puddle? Yeah, we named bodies of water, too. Yeah, yeah, Lake oceans. Michigan. Yeah, oceans and lakes and rivers. They named a puddle. You don't go outside when it rains and go, Oh, what's up, Joe? To the puddle that just formed, do you? I could. But you no, could, but you don't. It's no, weird, right? They no. named a puddle. I mean, I understand for the sake of a story that they would need to aim, name a puddle, a puddle, but it's just funny that they named a puddle. And they named it Eddie, which doesn't even make sense. What? There's no pun there. It should have totally been like... I don't even... What's a good water pun? Water are they talking about? No, no, not like that. What's a good... What's a good... I wish I had this on to my tongue because it would be funny. Now it's just sad. Moving on. But they could have done a good water puddle. They could have named it Agua, at least. It sounds better than Eddie. Like Agua the water puddle. Oh, uh, H2Omar? H2Omar. <laughs> I wish they named it H2Omar. Or they could have named it, uh... That's a, wait, wait. They totally could have named him Howard to Like, Howard T. Olson. H2O. Like, the T would be a short for two. Okay, H2Omar is better. I'm sorry. I'm just going to move on. So, yeah. So, that comes out. Oh, and, really quickly, um, just, just because you yeah. said random names. Um, Is Electric Boogaloo, like, the... the gener- oh, the, 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 yeah. The generic, I don't know what that yeah. joke started from, but blah, 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 2, Electric Boogaloo is the running joke. Yeah, it seems yeah. to have caught on. I like, seeing, like... It's been on forever. It's oh. an old joke. Yeah, that's right. I don't know yeah. what exactly it came from. If anyone out there knows, please leave a comment on episode 26 on RandomTown.com. We want to know what Electric Boogaloo means. Yeah, because I... It, I mean, I know what it means, but where did... I mean, what if, was its if, origin? If Chibi-Robo 2 does end up getting... Chibi-Robo 2 rocks the 80s. Chibi-Robo oh. rocks the 80s. There's no 2. Oh, okay, yeah. But we could call it Chibi... But if there's a sequel, Chibi-Robo rocks the 80s. It'd be Chibi-Robo rocks the 80s 2, Electric Boogaloo, Premium Edition. Ah. Deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, and then if it gets Game of the Year... Oh, then there's Game of the Year edition where they, like with Batman Arkham City, they're going to replace the cover with just quotes from everything. It's going to look really ugly. You've seen that cover. Yeah, right? it looks like Game of an ad mess. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 like someone forgot to say stop when they were putting. Or on they it. just kept saying go. <laughs> just one more. <laughs> just one more. We can squeeze one more. Just put it between Batman's ears. Now put one in his eye, like in his pupil of his eye. It'll, it'll be an Easter egg for people that notice it. Oh. Anyway, Level back five. to important matters. Level five is releasing not one, not two, but three eShop games, which is what kind of came out of nowhere. So in Japan, did you ever hear this thing, Jose, called Guild 01? I have, actually. It was a four-game compilation that they released on the 3DS. They had major game developers of Japan each make a game, and then Level 5 like developed it alongside them. And then they released them as like a collection. So you buy the game, and it has four within. In America, they're doing what I actually think is a really smart idea, and they're splitting it. So you can buy each game individually, and they're each going to be eShop downloads. In Europe, they're getting them once a month. 
one in October, one in November, one in December. They didn't announce what they're doing in the U.S., but I imagine it's going to follow a very similar nope, pattern. No, it'll be all at once. Will it? I don't know. Oh, I would hope they follow a similar pattern, because that's better marketing for them. But um, the three games that we're getting are uh, Liberation Maiden from soon from Suda51. You may know him. He's the guy behind No More Heroes, Killer7, and uh, Lollipop Chainsaw. Yeah, the guy that um, apparently his gaming quality has going down yeah but this one's supposed to be pretty cool Killer Seven. Yeah. yeah this one's supposed to be pretty cool uh liberation maiden it's a 3d sci-fi shooter this is from level five set a thousand 100 years in the future in new japan it puts players in the role of a pilot of a humanoid robot called a kamui yeah kamui yeah so the game it's uh there's they say it brings triple a production values to the downloadable market and unprecedented collaboration of all-star creators in music art and design Including breathtaking animation by the acclaimed animation studio Bones. Ooh, Bones. What'd they make? It's on the tip of my tongue, but it did do something really cool. Well, while you think of it, I'll just make a comment. I watched some gameplay footage of it. It literally looks like a, a mashup of Zone of Enders and, uh, what's the other one I was thinking of? Wow, I just blanked out. Look what you did. You made me blank out. Oh, whoa. But it's like, it's like a mix of Zone of Enders and, uh, like... Almost like Star Fox, kind of. Hmm, I actually not really it. Star Fox. I can't think of the other. It's a lot like Zone of Enders, I guess. Is what I should just leave it at. Okay. Like when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, this looks like da da da," but now I can't remember what it looks like. And Bones made. Thank you for pulling up Wikipedia. <laughs> uh-huh. Bones made. Oh, they made a lot of stuff. They did. What's the one you were thinking of? Oh, Full Metal Alchemist. Ah, oh, there we go. Well, yeah, they do anime Soul Eater. Soul Eater. That. Oh, okay. So that's what I heard. Yeah, anime. Yeah. So that's Bones. And yep. I'm trying to think what the other part of the game looked like. It is very Zombenders, though. So that comes out, presumably, first on eShop. Then a month later, presumably, we get the one I'm most excited about, which is called uh, Aeroport. Ah, there what? we go. They did the animation for Ace Attorney 5. No wonder you're excited about yeah, that. Yeah, okay. that was it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, the second game, as I started to say... Bones. Bones. The second game, uh, this is the one I'm most excited about, is Aeroporter. It comes from Ute Saito. I don't know if you have that name. He may sound familiar because he's the guy behind Seaman uh, on the Dreamcast, The Tower, which came to America as Sim Tower, which was an awesome PC game in the 90s, by the way. If you've not checked out Sim Tower or The Tower on Game Boy when they poured it over, Game Boy Advance, I think, it's really fun. It's like a really fast-paced Sim game. And uh, the bizarro Feudal Japan pinball game on GameCube, Odama. So he's in charge of those three. He's like kind of a quirky guy. And his new one, Arrow Porter, will be... What they're describing as a hybrid airport sim and puzzle game. Essentially, you're, col- you're sorting color-coded luggage as they come down conveyor belts, and you're trying to do it as quickly as possible without causing any des- delays or mishaps or whatever. That sounds and, oddly fun. And yeah, and you also there's also a component where you get to design and customize airplanes, which you can then share with friends. Oh. So I guess that's the... Yeah, I, I love the tower when it was Sim Tower. So I, I'm pretty psyched about this just because I'm imagining it's the same like rapid-fire sim... But it's also a puzzle game, so that's the one I'm most looking forward to. The third one, which I imagine will come out in December, is Crimson Shroud. And this comes from... Yasumi Matsuno. Thank you. I'm not going to try and pronounce it. It's not <laughs> a lot <butcher>. I'm, I'm <laughs> So that's, he's the dude behind uh, Final Fantasy Tactics and Tactics uh, org, or Ogre. Ogre. Org. <laughs> I'm on the internet too much. I see Ogre and I think .org. Tactics <laughs> Ogre. And uh, this is a... Once again, here comes a vague description from Level 5. <clears throat> A new RPG that reimagines the tabletop RPG. 
and puts the power of the dice in the player's hands to determine their fate. So it's like Dungeons and Dragons? I don't know. That's literally all that's known. I mean, it's out in Japan, but Sounds that's like literally Dungeons all they've Dragons. announced about. It. Yeah, it's probably like a D&D style video game. D&D is Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that, all I have to say about that. Yeah, that, that's pretty deep. Uh, so that's what's new on the eShop, but that's not... Let me phrase. That's the new games on the eShop. So that's list number one for the 3DS eShop. List number two for the 3DS eShop is new virtual console games. Much easier to discuss. Here we go. I'm just going to read them off, and then I'm gonna, then we can talk about which ones we're excited about, if any. Mario Golf, the Game Boy version, October 11th. Castlevania The Adventure, October 25th. Ninja Gaiden, November 8th. Zelda 2 The Adventures of Link, November 22nd, which we already have. You already have. Ooh, so we get the nice if you're, little that free upgrade. NES, yeah. yeah, if you are a 3DS ambassador, you got that already. Uh, Wario Land 2 on December 20th. I'm excited about that. Ooh, I know. I wasn't getting that. I've never actually. I no, have. This is my brother. I own Wario Land 1, like the physical cartridge. And I never bought the sequels. I don't know why. So now I have Wireland 4, thanks to being a 3DS ambassador, but I want to get 2 and 3 as well. So I'm excited that 2 is happening. And also, Super Mario Bros. The Last Levels on December 27th. Oh, the original new Super Mario Brothers. The original Mario Bros. 2. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the new virtual console games. Actually, it's nice that Nintendo's for once releasing release dates for virtual console games. It's always annoying where you have to, like, oh, are they releasing one this week? I don't know. Let's wait and see. And then they yeah, don't. Yeah, it's always and just been like a random. Yeah. yeah, and then everyone's disappointed. Like, you should see, like, on forums, like NeoGAF, where people, like, there's a whole thread, like, Nintendo downloads of the month. And the second there's no virtual console game, there are, like, 10 or 15 people, like, what? Again? No. What? Like, why tease fans like that? Just give them releases like this. Much better method. Uh, that's my two cents on... And those are just the virtual console games. Yeah. Like uh, downloads are... I mean, demos are just as fun to download. Yeah, and we there's a list of those. Go oh, for man, it. there was such an awesome one this week. Oh, was it awesome? Yeah. Did you play it? Uh, no. Style Savvy Trendsetters? Uh, yeah. One of two demos? Just just um, just seeing the, um, the cover art was enough. <laughs> yeah, Style Savvy. You know what's interesting about Style Savvy? Yeah. I didn't play it, but I've heard it's actually a pretty solid uh, simulation game. Sure, it's fashion, but it's apparently pretty good for... Oh, yeah, for yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean... Uh, wouldn't yeah yeah heard good things about it but it's just the the the, I know, the, the, coat, the coat of paint on top yeah exactly but yeah, yeah so uh you mentioned there are new demos so, yeah, so nintendo announced a whole bunch of those as well yeah apparently we're still getting adventure time mm-hmm. the what's it called ice king why'd you steal my garbage or something which like is that? a great name for a game by the way i think all subtitles should have that ridiculous of a title yeah, like it shouldn't <laughs> be new suit marbo's you or even new suit marbo's world <laughs> Bowser, why be... are you at it again <laughs> when are you gonna yeah it should be new suit marbo's Hey, Bowser, quit stealing my princess. I'm getting tired of having to use all these mushrooms. <laughs> That's what it should be. <laughs> it starts to go to my thighs. It start- <laughs> you're making me pudgy. That There's the sequel. Bowser, you're still making me pudgy. Please stop. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's that. Then there's- we still got Epic Mickey, Power of <laughs> Illusion, Lego Lord of the Rings. I'm waiting for that. Just to see. I'm sure you are. To see how different it is from, from Lego from Batman. Batman it's going to be the same, but with Lego Lasses yeah. and Batman. Oh, those games are so similar. But, I mean, obviously they're not for me. They're yeah, similar. they're for kids. Yeah, Moshi Monsters and Sonic and Sega All-Stars. No, Sega. My bad. Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. Yeah. Is it the 3DS version, right? 3DS one. Yeah, I'm actually kind of curious. I'm intrigued. It, yeah. yeah, I'm curious. If it's like Mario Kart, could be Because, like, oh, I like the one for the Wii U is on my radar for sure. Yeah. But... Oh, just to like, clarify my comment, when I say if it's like Mario Kart, I meant in quality, not in gameplay. No, I realize they're yeah. actually quite different. Yeah, they're, I they're, want someone like, the one time we get a comment, is someone like, you compared Sonic to Mario Kart, they're totally different. No, yeah, like, I'm, I'm not even, when, I'm not even going to say that one's better than the other, because they're, at, at least in this point, it's like comparing, I don't know, uh, Rayman Re- and Mario. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think that's they're working. They're the same genre now, but I, yeah. I can't call one a clone of the other now. Yep. I mean, even the transformation thing, that's just... After we played it... Yeah, it felt very just, different. It's way more different. Like, if anything, it made Mario Kart 7s look a little... Timid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it still has its own quirks to it, but I mean... Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, yeah, it's just different. You're, yeah, wow. wow. I, I really can't wait for that demo. Which I'm guessing will be the last one, based on the fact that it's yeah, the last on the list. Unless, oh, wait, no, this is an alphabetical list. Never mind. Oh, ha. Well. Speaking of lists, more lists. New Mario DLC. So, Nintendo announced and released in the gap between our podcasts um, the first packs for uh, New Super Mario Bros. 2 DLC, or as they call it, add on content. You get three different packs. Uh, there's the Gold Rush Pack, which is all about collecting the most coins possible. It's really easy. There are coins everywhere. So there's that. Then you get the Coin Rush Challenge A Pack. I imagine it'll be more in the future. And how that works is there's slightly more challenging levels. You have to do stuff to earn the coins. And then the top five coin counts are listed on the new Super Mario Bros. 2 website. Now, when Nintendo advertised this feature in their press release and whatnot, they said there's a leaderboard online to see your pro- to see how your score stacks up. That's true if you're in the top five and if you're anonymous. All they show are the top five scores with no yeah, there with could no be, name or anything. Yeah, they could belong to anyone. Yeah, it's kind of kind of lame. Mine could be on the top five. It could, but you would never know if it's actually, yours. Actually, I might be one of the few people that actually beat the Bowser pack, so... Well, Bowser pack's not there. It's only coin pack A. Oh. That's what's weird. And then the third pack, which is your, you're calling the Bowser pack, yeah, is that... actually called the Nerve Rack pack, which is the best name of the three. Yeah, the, the second it's and the first level definitely are nerve-wracking. The yeah. third one. Actually, I realized that third one as easy as it looked but it could have actually could actually be just as hard if i tried to get the golden coins because i did not get one golden coin oh, that's true you spent you speed run yeah speed, well, well speed you, run well, speed ran speed ran well you get shot out of a cannon you can't control yourself right, at those points right like i'm sure you've gone through one of those in the normal game right yeah, yeah yeah like there's one where if you collect the red coins it's really hard i remember my brother and i spent like almost like half an hour there oh wow yeah so I should try it again, but wow, it was hard enough just getting there. Yeah, here's the thing with the DLC. So Nintendo's charging two fifty a pack. Each pack is three levels, so that's nine levels for seven fifty. They do offer the convenient option of downloading all oh. three packs at once, except it's the same price. Yeah, which... I'm not complaining about the price, but I expect it to be a little pack, lower. It should... Yeah, it's two. It's roughly two dollars. When it's up to fifty, I'm like, huh? I thought it was gonna be like in the dollar range, like a dollar something. I thought it'd be two. Based on two at most, but two fifty just seemed the fifty cents sounds like a lot. Yeah. Even though it really, I mean, it's a buck fifty when you buy all three. But I mean, I could see myself playing these a lot. Yeah. Here's the thing: is I bought it. I, I tweeted this when I bought. It. I still have yet to beat New Super Mario Bros. Two. Like I have levels I have yet to unlock. Yet for some reason, which makes no sense to anyone I've talked to, and no sense to myself, I bought the DLC. I bought the more the, the extra levels that I you know it's not like I finished the game it's like I want more Mario I was just like oh I want to download <laughs> this and I just bought them they're really fun though like the Nintendo you could tell Nintendo as you alluded to way earlier in the podcast Nintendo went kind of crazy with these like you could tell they're like oh cool we put out the game let's make fun crazy levels yeah the last those three levels they're, they're yeah the the, ra- the nerve rack pack is crazy it's like it's I like, wish they had levels existed of the game but I guess like I don't know they just didn't want to go all out I mean it's not like it's not like death it's not like so hard that you're gonna throw your 3ds against a wall if you have anger balls. yeah it's not but it has that like frustrating like, it's just the right amount yeah i mean if i had to compare it to something it, it yeah, it'd be almost as frustrating as super meat boy except it took me longer to beat those levels so not quite as bad yeah but these were just as fun because yeah i mean they're completely different games they have different elements and you can't jump on enemies in meat boy you can't 
yeah. hit blocks and make switches appear. So you have different things to work with, but the frustration level different with it. It was nerve wracking. Hence the name of the nerve rack pack. Yeah. I will say uh, one thing I was very impressed with was how easy it was to get yeah, the DLC. Now so the cr- fast to download, almost like they were already in the cartridge. They weren't though. Yeah. I think they just have the code. All the assets oh, yeah, are on yeah. the cartridge, but none of the actual level design so they just have to put the code in like there's yeah. no d- assets download oh, no, yeah, although yeah. i did find it really funny that if you buy each pack individually it adds up to like six or seven blocks but if you buy all three packs in one it's only four blocks i don't know how that works i don't know what sort of crazy math intent is doing i'm guessing part of the stuff you're downloading when you download them individually is probably setting up the menus and whatnot to allow you to access this content and to like find us you know put it on the cartridge in the right place and all that but it's just really weird that it's like half the blocks um, I will say, yeah, it was super easy to download. Like, I'll put it this way. Uh, a friend of mine, and you probably experienced this too, has a PS3, wanted to get download new maps for Call of Duty, Hi- and is a member of uh, Call of Duty Elite, you know, the yeah. So to do that, what he has to do is he has to go to the PlayStation Store, and he has to download them through the PlayStation Store. Then he goes back to the menu of the system and installs them like he's installing computer software. Then he goes into the game, and then it triggers, and it's like, oh, hey, you have new content. But it's like a three-step process. With Mario, the first step is getting a spot pass from Nintendo that opens up the option to do this. That's the thing people were having trouble with. I didn't. I got it instantly, conveniently. But some people I saw on Twitter and I know, like I've talked to about it, have, uh, they actually didn't get the, the spot pass. Like, they the whole thing. need internet to Well, no, no, no. Like, because what Nintendo did is they actually made a point of this in the press release when they first announced it. It doesn't appear instantly. You have to... The long... If it's been a while since you played Mario, you won't get the spot pass right away. They sent them out, like, in waves or something, I guess. Oh. So there was, like... There's this one guy uh, that I know through the internet who... It was, like, 9 p.m. Eastern time, and he still didn't get it. And he was, like, checking all day. And he's a pretty avid gamer, so I don't think it's an issue of him not playing. But once you get over that initial hurdle of spot pass acting screwy, then it's super seamless. The shop is within the game. It automatically pulls your credit from the eShop, and it's like, okay, if you buy this, here's your eShop credit, here's what you're going to lose, here's what will be left. You do it, it's all in-game, you have it instantly, you're good to go, you can start playing. It's like the best possible way to do DLC. Yeah. So, Although, really, the best possible way is for it to be free. But all things considered, it's the best possible. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's free. I mean, it used to be free with Nintendo, but now they need monies. Oh, Nintendo Mario Kart had free DLC, Mario Kart Wii. So, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, one more list because we haven't done enough. Actually, two more lists. I lied. First list. Liar. So there's some old games that are now in a new format. Since everything in the eShop is new, we got new games, new Virtual Console, new Mario DLC, and now old games, new format. Uh, they're releasing four, I guess you could call them classic, 3DS titles on the eShop on October 18th. <laughs> they are Mario Kart 7, Mario 3D Land, Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D, and Star Fox 64 3D. All of them will be the exact same price they are in stores, which is thirty nine ninety nine. And Now you can't get any discounts on them. You cannot there. get a discount. And if you want to tra- if you own a cartridge, you're like, oh, it'd be cool to have Mario Kart with me wherever I go, which is actually a really nice idea. They will offer a save transfer option. At least they've confirmed so, so for, for Japan. No, you can transfer your save over oh. after you repurchase it. So presumably you could sell your copy, then spend the 10 bucks to get the difference or whatever to get the download copy. But you need to somehow transfer your save. And apparently that save transfer tool, which Nintendo in Japan has confirmed is happening, might not be ready till spring. They said it's no 
waived. They they basically said hold hold tight. It'll be a while. So not an ideal situation for people who already own the games, but nice for newcomers. And to further help promote people to visit the eShop and to start downloading games, Nintendo's actually, and here's the last list, I believe, Nintendo's actually uh, giving away Donkey Kong Original Edition, which is the NES Donkey Kong game, but with the arcade stuff that they previously left out. So that's Cement Factory, that's some you know minor graphical fixes and whatnot. All the stuff was in the arcade version. When they ported to NES, they left it out, which means... Console owners have never had it in the U.S. before. It's been so now we have a, a an arcade version of it. Basically. Essentially, an arcade version running in, on an NES. Freaking Nintendo! Like seriously, well, if, if it wasn't for that promotion, I wouldn't even consider buying any of those except for Layton, which I would only get. Well, in here's cartridge. the here's the crazy thing. So you would think if Nintendo's promoting the eShop, any game you buy on the eShop would count towards it, right? Or any right. retail game, because I understand they're promoting retail downloads. So you would think the four they just announced, I just listed: Mario Kart, Mario, Zelda, and Star Fox. You think those count? They do not. The only ones that count are the five up-and-coming 3DS titles for the fall, two of which are already out. And those are Crosswords Plus, Art Academy, Paper Mario, Sticker Star, Sa- Style Savvy Trendsetters, and Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask. So, this is a dilemma for me because I like having physical games. But I also like free downloads. I so know, it's like, like I really don't like, want like I want, Donkey Kong one. Like, I kind of want Donkey Kong. You know, I don't think I'll play it very much, to be honest. But I also want a physical Paper Mario and a physical whatever else I may buy. So it's just like toss-up. I'll probably go physical and not get the download. I have like five versions of Donkey Kong. Is that one level really worth it? Well, I don't know. I kind of want to go all Steve Weeb on it. So so in your case, it would be. I don't know. The only game I would consider doing is for like Crossword. I would never buy a Crossword puzzle game, but I would didn't really care for the box for that game. Crossword's like thirty bucks though. I know that's why, but I mean it's the price. Otherwise, if it was like ten bucks, I'd buy it. I don't care. By the way, I'm really disappointed. Speaking of Crosswords Plus, that came out along with our academy last weekend. I'm very disappointed that Nintendo didn't keep the Crosswords pun running. The Crosswords Plus is a sequel to Crosswords on the DS. You know how they spell Crosswords? The same way you would spell it: C R O S S W O R capital D capital S Crosswords DS Crosswords. I guess because it's 3D. See what they did? Yeah, that's probably why. But it would be nice if they kept it going. <laughs> crossword. <laughs> crossword. Crossword. Eads. Yeah, it doesn't work. Three Eads. Yeah, but still, I like that they did that on the old one. It is clever. Mm. I, I have no follow up to that comment uh, besides that. I just wish it was cheaper. Yeah. I think having a $30. If you're going to sell it retail, $30 is fine. But if you're selling it as a download, no one's going to look and go, oh, a $30 crossword game? That makes sense. You can get them for like a buck on it's like iPhone. A, I mean, I don't. Even though, I actually, I guarantee myself that it, that game would last me more than... It's more than just crosswords, too. It has, like, four different word games. Well, yeah, but, like, just in general, like, I suck at crossword puzzles, oh, so it too. would take me forever to get yeah. to that game. Like, I'd probably last me longer than any, but... Yeah. I don't know. I'd definitely be, be getting my money's worth, but not my entertainment. I wouldn't be getting <laughs> all my utils. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, one, one, you know, one weird thing about all this is that... So, we just went through, I don't know, what, four lists, five lists? Everything involving the 3DS that I mentioned and that you mentioned was announced in different Nintendo Directs. Nintendo Direct is an awesome concept. I, I actually really, really love the idea of Nintendo speaking directly to us and doing it frequently. And it, it, it makes sense why Nintendo Power shut down, because why would Nintendo go through the print format where they have to wait 30 days to get you news and they could post a YouTube video 
and have news for you, and then two days later, the Mario DLC they just announced isn't you know available for download. Or like with Europe, the first Guild One game, uh, the Suda Fifty One one, Liberation Maiden, that was out five minutes after the video ended. Like that's really cool. Damn, very Apple esque. It is very Apple esque. But uh, one thing that struck me so weird is they had five Nintendo Directs since our last episode. Our last episode was fourteen days ago. That means they've been doing, on average, one every three days. Now, granted, there's some overlap. The Mario DLC one is part of a new thing they call Nintendo Direct Mini, which is only like four or five minutes long, and it's on one topic, in this case Mario DLC. And they had one for Japan, one for Europe, and one for America. Then on top of that, Europe had a uh, general Nintendo Direct where they talked about all sorts of stuff, including all the eShop announcements that we got. We got them as a press release. Uh, Europe got them as a nice, slickly produced 30-minute video. And Japan had their own Nintendo Direct a day or two before that, I think a day before that, where they announced new colors for Japan for the 3DS, and they announced all sorts of other stuff. Oh yeah, didn't they just say they're um, not going to do their red one anymore for the US? Well, they didn't say that, but someone discovered it's not in inventory anymore. Mm. But in Japan, they announced two new colors, which actually, they're limited edition bundles. One of them is Animal Crossing themed, and one of them is Mario themed. The Animal Crossing one's white with like a, almost like a Louis Vuitton Gucci design of, you know, just like repeating emblems. Mm. But the emblems are like the leaf of Animal Crossing and like various things like that. Like or little, extra large or right? Extra large. XL. No one mm. calls it extra large. XL. And then the, uh, the Mario one is that same idea. It's red with like stripes on, with like subtle gold stripes. And then on top of that are different, very similar Louis Vuitton like pattern of repetition of different Mario items. Mario 1 looks super slick, and they both come with their respective games on the SD card, which is also something Nintendo's never done before. But, so that's all great and all, and it's great that they're announcing all this, but why aren't these Nintendo Directs a little more coordinated? <laughs> like, why can't they just do one per region and announce everything? Like, why did Europe get to have an eShop Nintendo Direct and we didn't, yet we each had our own respective Mario Direct, like Mario DLC Direct, that were all staggered by about two days apart? Like, it, it's weird. Like, it's great. I think it's awesome Nintendo does this, but it's very strange when the internet's so worldwide, yet we know what Japan's getting and what Europe's getting two days before we know what we're getting. If they're doing these things that they can pump out whenever. Yeah, it's like there's and still why are there... we don't know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, and why are there five of them? And why did we not get an eShop one? I wanted to see all that footage. Like, I guess they assume us Americans can watch the European one, which is what I did. But, I don't know, it's just strange. Like, it's. I think it's smart that Nintendo does this many, because, you know, that's... Uh, more word of mouth. That's more word of mouth. That's more cap. That's more capturing head, capturing the attention of news. They're dominating the news. Like literally, video game news is like for the past two weeks. It's like Nintendo this, Nintendo that, Nintendo this, Nintendo that. So it's really smart from that regard. But it's just like, why did we only? Get, I, I don't know. We should have gotten instead of a press release that coincided with Europe's. We should have had our own, or they should just do an international one and list all the different pricing tiers. Like it's not that hard for. Actually, international won't work for Japan because they speak Japanese. But the European and American ones they could share totally. Uh, in fact, they had another Nintendo Direct, which doesn't even count towards those five I just mentioned. They just had one about Animal Crossing. And it was 43 minutes long. Well, um, Animal Crossing... Uh, Animal Crossing, okay, the, the stuff about. they announced, actually. Let, I kind of want to discuss that, if that's cool with you. Because the stuff they announced is... There's some neat ideas in there, actually. So, that was my rant about Nintendo Direct. Don't get me wrong, I love it. It's just a lot. So now Animal Crossing. Should we just run through some of the new details? Yeah, like a list. Like a list, keeping the theme. So, uh, there's a new item, and that's the megaphone. I don't know why they didn't do this on DS, it actually makes more... Like, no one uses the 3DS mic, but on the DS, everyone was using the mic. So this would make... This would have made more sense then, but it works now. 
Uh, the megaphone lets you use the 3DS mic to shout at in-game villagers. Ooh. That's literally it. You can get their attention by going like, Hey, Poppy the Squirrel, or whatever your name is, and it'll come over and then talk to you. Sounds fun. Yeah. That's it. That's all they announced. I spent 43 minutes on that. No. Um, <laughs> they also announced the... They actually detailed the town a lot. It has, like, a central shopping area, like City Folk, but you don't have to take a train. It's just up a staircase from your village. And it uh, it has a lot of old and new locations. Nook is back with his shop. There's a shoe store. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's a shoe store now. The museum's back, but and it has this new feature where you can curate rotating expos. Like, they had a sushi expo as an example. Uh, there's And there's this new thing called Club 444. I think that's the name. And it, uh, KK Slider is there, and he's stitching the guitar. He's going EDM on us. He has, <laughs> he's DJ KK now, and he'll perform mixes, including classic NES songs. They're going to have what they're calling in Japan Famicom Nights. And, uh, Saturday nights, uh, I think is when he goes back to his usual acoustic sets. Oh, okay. I was hoping you didn't Yeah, I think this is in addition. He's there, like, every night. He's the resident DJ. Oh, that's really cool. So, and then they also have a com- the comedian from a city folk. The one back. that looks like a weird animal. Yeah, yeah. The guy that was looks he? like... I don't know, but he had a really weird jawline. He had buck tooth. And yeah, that. except there's, like, a lower buck tooth going up and oh, yeah. coming down. It's weird. But yeah, he's back, and you can once again rate his performance with emoticons, like in city folk. Uh, Captain returns. He's the turtle that took you to the island. He's upgraded from a wooden boat to a motorboat and he takes it to a tropical island where there are mini games and other things to do and there's also uh, a new campsite where vill- out towners will come through and you can chat with them so it's kind of like kind of like a more rapid fire village turnover rate they like come and go they're there for like a day or two and then they move on uh. so it's a nice way to meet new people get new items uh there's new customization options you can now uh choose how to expand your house you can pick the left room the right room upstairs basement that sort of thing. And you can now build roads around town since you are the mayor. And you can also customize City Hall, among other things. I'm crazy with that. And, see, all that's nice, but it's like, okay, that's still the core Animal Crossing. So the thing that I thought was kind of, oh, this is neat, and kind of pushes it in the right direction, is how it uses Street Pass. So we learned previously that Street Pass lets you look at another person's house. How it works is you actually go into, like, almost like a village of, like, empty houses. Like, you just walk to a special section, and there's all these rows of houses of people you street past. You could go in, you can look at how they set it up and whatnot. But you also get what they're tra- translated is called a village code. And if you enter the special code, which is like a friend code, but for a stranger, you enter a dream mode, and you go to that village. And you get to interact with that village as you normally would. You can collect fruit, you can talk to villagers, you can do stuff, you can ransack. However, none of that will actually affect the player on the other end of your street pass, and none of that will affect their village. You're, like, in this special little bubble where you can do whatever you want like you would to a friend, but you're doing it to a village that the other player who street past you doesn't have to worry that you're doing anything wrong. You can do your own thing, but collect you, your fruit, but and you, then leave. So you can get stuff from this village. Yeah, it's not it's, like you're just wasting your time. The way it's being... Yeah, it just doesn't affect the other player. That's what I call it dream mode, because instead of, like, me visiting you online, which, once again, is back, by the way. No surprise. Instead oh, of me visiting we, you online... We better play tag this time. I wanted to play tag and hide and seek. Well, we could. Yep. But anyway, instead of, like, me going to your village like normal, I'd be going to, like, this almost, like, alternate reality version of your village, doing all the stuff I want to do and leaving. And your village, as far as you're concerned, is normal, but I gain the benefits of having visited, visited that village and changing it into So you'll be like, oh, I found that place where you hid all this gold. And they're like, wait, no, you didn't. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, well. Only if I visit you in dream mode. Yeah, that's like, like, oh, you'll know where it is. Yeah. Because, yeah, and you just enter this custom code, and I don't even, my guess. Oh, so that means I could leave hidden messages for you and stuff. Presumably. Oh. But then I would have to... You would never know if I found them because I couldn't make them. Oh, I don't know if you found them because you'll react. Oh, true. 
But you could do that when I visit you online normally. Well, either either or. Yeah. I would have I would clearly make a message that's more geared towards three pass and one. And right, but yeah. So I imagine how it works is you enter the code and it like generates the village somehow. But that's a really long code if it does that. There must be some online component somewhere. But. I, I don't hmm. know. It's a cool feature. It's actually really cool because it. If I had to it guess, really, yeah. Maybe um, when you play the game for the first time, you won't get, you won't be able to do three pass until you actually like go online and then yeah, probably and, and then, it, and, yeah, then it saves like a mirror, of it, like a mirror then, file almost. Yeah, and then when you save it, then you can start. That's probably it. That's probably. And then the it. code just acts as that mirror. Probably it, it's like the download mirror. It's like going to like mega upload and download and then browsing for a mirror yeah. for it. Yeah. Uh, the well virtual mirror because I mean it's not a gift. Well, yeah. You're downloading as you're passing, so... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're just getting the code, not the actual village. Oh, that's right. My guess, so, so my guess... Spot pass too, my yeah. guess is when you do dream mode, it connects to the internet and it grabs that mirror from the last so time the person played online. So spot pass depends on the internet this time. I don't know. That's a total guess. All I know yeah. is dream mode, you just enter a code. But I'm guessing it has the online. I don't know how they would do that otherwise. Either way, it's a very Nintendo way and a very clever way of circumventing Nintendo's fear of strangers... With, uh, it's a very clever way to be able to explore other people's villages and get all the perks yeah, without the downside. person that made it really questionable shirt designs and yeah, you might not want to have that as your spot street pass. Destroy the innocence of many kids. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a problem. Good point. But yeah, so uh, Animal, <laughs> Animal <laughs> they Crossing. They take it down as as we're saying it. It's yeah, it's like they're like forget this. They're scrapping the idea, all right? So, um, Animal Crossing 3DS, which I don't think has an American subtitle Or you won't yet. be able to upload me like, oh, your village is too inappropriate. Probably. They probably have a filter. I mean, they're filtering the Miiverse. They probably have a filter. Um, what are they going to say? Yeah, so it doesn't have a subtitle yet, but it's coming to the U.S. early next, or first half of next year. So there you go. What do you think it's going to be called? Any guesses? Uh, Animal Crossing it can't, it has, 3D? No, that'd be too easy. And Nintendo's de-emphasizing 3D these days. It'd be like Animal Crossing... It's going to be something more like Wild World and less like Safe of Wild World. Oh, no, that played into the feature of the world. Animal Crossing. In Japan, it's something like Let's Explore Together or something. So it's going to be like, or some crazy. Well, Animal Crossing Explore. No, it'll be like Animal Crossing. Chill. Fun. Chill. Animal Crossing featuring DJ KK. <laughs> you know what it'll be? Animal Crossing Rave something. Oh, yeah, the DJ, Club 44, they have flashing lights and strobes oh. and everything. Oh, yeah, I saw people dancing yeah. in an image. It's yeah. got to be... Animal Crossing, Electric Boogaloo. Yes, Animal Crossing, Electric Boogaloo. We still don't know what that comes from, though. Yeah. And the last bit of news, I guess, is Reggie's been talking. Again. Yep. He has a yep, habit of doing that. Do. He has a habit of doing that when he when he gives interviews. He has a habit of talking. So... <laughs> He, um, he actually was talking with IGN about something I thought was kind of interesting about the Wii U and how they had to shape their messaging over the past year. Because we, we've talked about on this podcast multiple times how they kind of botched the revealing of the Wii U. Like, it was like... I thought it was flawless. I clearly thought there was no console behind there. Yeah, well, remember, we've talked about when we yeah. first saw the unveiling, we're like, wait, is this... We know it's the console, but where's the console? Like, yeah, like, we, is the controller we, the console? We literally started guessing it was an accessory for the Wii, and we're people that knew they were announcing a new console. So that was back in 2011. It's simply like, oh, I guess clear. all the tech is in the controller. And yeah, and, the Wii it's just the power like, and not only, yeah, just like so much confusion. And then, like, what are the benefits of two screen play? Like, I mean, I said right after we played at ConCon, Con, it didn't fully click with me of what it means until we actually played it. Like, it's not as easy a grasp as, say, a Wiimote concept. No pun intended with grasping Wiimotes, because that's how you hold them. Yeah. Anyway. 
<laughs> um, so he was saying that they actually, over the past year, have been shaping how to better market it. So in addition to the gamepad talk, which I've obviously talked about, they're now making, like, Nintendo TV and Miiverse really big parts of it. Like, it's like, hey, yeah, like Wii U, you know, they've been saying there's three pillars. There's the gamepad, social, and entertainment. Entertainment being Nintendo TV, social being uh, Miiverse, and the gamepad being the gamepl- gamepad. Previously, it was just, here's the gamepad. So they definitely, so it's interesting that they admit that they did kind of screw up, and now they're course correcting. And they actually said that they went through the exact same process with the DS and the Wii. Reggie specifically said that, like, the early marketing activity for DS was way different than six years later, which is kind of true. Early marketing for DS, they're using touching is good. It was, like, edgy. It was, like, yeah, you're a 20-something that likes gaming. Check this out. Six years later, they had Nicole Kidman playing Dogs or whatever, or Brain Age. And she was like, you know, it's all about like the experience, and look at that, you're yeah, sitting funny no on your couch playing it. Yeah, no giant fingers guiding Kirby down rainbows. Although that was a good commercial, as creepy as it mm-hmm. was. Uh, so that's true. And then he also said that the same was true for Wii, which I don't quite agree with. He said that uh, they had to learn how to communicate the fun of a motion-controlled activity, active play experience. Maybe I'm wrong, but weren't the Wii would like to play commercials instantly successful? They yeah. ran, it came out before launch. Those it ads. went the other way. They stopped doing that, and they just went to the person just playing the game. Yeah, it almost like was reversed. I'm not sure what Reggie's talking about. Like the Skyward Sword commercial, kind of. Yeah, but it wasn't like we would like to play. It was really clear, like, hey, check out this controller. Look what you can do. Yeah, and, and they, they ran everybody with, playing together. They show some clips of the game. Yeah, and they ran with that ad campaign for two years. They made smart cars, the the official Nintendo car, at least for the time. Yeah. But, uh, so, I don't know what you're talking about there, but it's nice to see that they at least acknowledge that they had a shaky start with the Wii U and they're course correcting. Um, he also discussed Miiverse, which we kind of brought up a few times. Uh, he actually made an interesting point that I didn't think of. He's saying that the Wii, the Wii U's version of Street Pass is Miiverse. Everything everyone loves about Street Pass, which was kind of a huh feature before it came out, and then everyone, like, immediately was like, oh, this is cool. He expects the same thing to happen in Miiverse. Like, it's hard. He describes it also as, like, a new paradigm where they have to, like, like, it's not, when you hear, like, social network, it's not like Twitter, it's not like Facebook, it's something else in this case. And you won't really get it till you try it. Just like with Street Pass, it's like, wait, so you walk past people and you get their me? How is that cool? But then it, like, was fun. So, let's hope he's right about that. I'm excited about Miiverse based on what they've said in the past, but still, let's, let's, uh, let's hope it pans out how he's ex- anticipating it. Already, it's not getting much traction with third-party games. Assassin's Creed 3, and as you mentioned, Sonic and uh, All-Star Racing, neither of them have it. Although, I don't know, if that could be because third parties might have found out too late about how to implement it. Sort of like how Street Passing wasn't all that common yeah. in, in the first wave of 3DS games from third parties. So, that's that. Oh, one other thing Reggie did say. This is the interesting one. He said there's unannounced games coming during the launch window. Between what? now and oh, March. Oh, what? I'm guessing eShop. I'm guessing first-party eShop games that they haven't revealed. So like stuff like Pushmo. you could potentially get excited about, but we don't know yet. Yeah, he just said, basically he said there's more coming, but he oh. can't talk about it. So I, wonder, I, don't know. I wonder how long till um, Retro will be ready to unveil what they're working on. He was saying in another interview, I think it was GTTV, that uh, Retro's hard at work and they're going to have something soon. And then he said to stay tuned to E3 for new announcements. Metro might show at E3. I'm, he it's didn't long, draw that correlation. Now. I did, but... Yeah, but... Oh, I would assume they would have something by then. Yeah. One solid piece of art. <laughs> or something. Or like two seconds of CG. Oh, something. Or about to call like three frames of the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, I guess I should explain that one. So last yeah. night, on, it'll be quick. Last night on Conan, 
last night being Thursday night because we record on Friday night, if anyone's wondering. Uh, he had J.J. Abrams on to talk about Revolution, his show, and the new Star Trek. And J.J. Abrams premiered the first footage of Star Trek Into Darkness, which comes out next year. And it was all of three frames that lasted about half a second. Yep. But they hyped it like it was this huge thing. It was pretty funny. Yep. Anyway, I killed the humor in it by explaining it like that. <laughs> anyway, so that's the news. It's a lot of lists. A lot of lists. But, of course... Get ready for a great transition. Of course, our lives are not dictated by lists. We do not live by lists alone. And as such, a big part of our lives are also playing the games we discuss. That so we Jose, put on lists. That we put in a list so we know what to discuss. So I guess we are dictated by lists. But Jose, what have you been playing? Professor Layton, Mario, or was this Capcom? Okay, what have you been playing that we haven't talked about before? Kirby's Dream Collection. Okay, there's that works. That works. We'll run with that. Okay, Kirby's Dream Collection. Everything, What'd you think? Everything I wanted in a Kirby compilation game. Yeah, you know... If it actually gave me um, a historical look at every single Kirby game with a small tidbit that was long enough to satisfy my curiosity for the game, and I was... Oh, you mean the, the interactive timeline? Yeah, and I was oh, really yeah. appreciative of... Um, a little trailer for each game, and also just the random tidbits that had nothing to about do with the Kirby. year that happened. Yeah, yeah. that like, had nothing to do with Kirby. I'm like, wow, this. Yeah, it's so like 1992. Cool. This Kirby game came out. Oh, and by the way, Bill Clinton won the election. It's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> and whenever there wasn't a Kirby game, it would just be like a statue of yeah, some random thing, some random thing that happened. And yeah, they had every year represented whether there was or wasn't a Kirby. Yeah, game. and then yeah. like they even had episodes of um the show Kirby, Kirby, Kirby. So you mean Kirby? Right Kirby right back at you. So if you haven't seen it and want to see how and want to see why our episode is called Kirby, Kirby, Kirby. Which, by the way, I like how we acted like we didn't know. We we're going to talk about Kirby, even though the title of the episode is about the Kirby Dream Collection. Oh. We were like, oh, what have you been playing? Oh, I've been playing Kirby. Oh, have you now? Obviously, because we named the episode after yeah. it. We're, we're dumb. And then the art book is also really cool. Like, it has some art that... It has some cool concept art. Yeah, it has little sketches cool. and little history. And it's like, oh, I didn't know Meta Knight could have potentially had butterfly wings. I would have hated him, but yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I like how that's your takeaway from the art book. Well, it was so <laughs> weird and different. Yeah. I mean, I never... Butterfly wings. I know. You wouldn't have thought anything of it if he did, though. No, I would have... Oh, well, you I, hate I, I, butterflies, so yeah, No, I, would, I probably would have not liked Meta Knight and George... Because, I mean, his design... That design, I mean, the new one just looks so true, cool. True, true. And also, just, like, they put, like, a bunch of Meta Knight Arnixes in, and they showed how mm-hmm. different he looked throughout the years. And yeah. That goes for all They did that characters. for DVD. Yeah, yeah a couple... Yeah. I guess a couple of my thoughts on Dream Collection. So, as a compilation, as, like, a special edition... It blows Mario Anniversary Collection out of the water. Mario Anniversary Collection, for those who may or may not remember, was a ROM of the Super Nintendo Mario All-Stars on a disc, an art book that was the size of a manual and stapled together like one, and a CD that had 12 tracks, maybe? Kirby's Dream Collection, which is 10 bucks more, has a 40-something page art... 40 page? Yeah. Art book of... 40-something track CD. I think it's 50-something. 50-something. Yeah, that's a lot. Including um, yeah. three, like, orchestrated mixes made by the team at HAL. And the game itself is actually a fresh compilation. It's not a Super Nintendo ROM. It runs ROMs, obviously, but you jump in and it has new menus. It has brand new levels in, in the style, like, challenge modes and style of return. Yeah, those are really Dreamland. cool. And those even have, like, a little introductory videos like oh you remember me from kirby's return to dreamland well i'm here and i made some new levels for you and you may yeah and they're brand new levels or something yeah so they have that they have kirby right back at you they have the fully interactive timeline which is super cool like you're starting to describe but literally you just walk through it as kirby like you're going through a museum it's yeah it's it's really neat it's really really and they have and plus the selection of games i mean you have six games 
going back to you know Kirby's first Game Boy game all the way yeah, up to Crystal. Have on 3DS. I have it on Game Boy. And going then, all the way. And if you didn't buy the Kirby's Classics 3D Collection or whatever, Kirby's Adventures there too, so you don't need 3D Classics Kirby yeah. Adventure, yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's all there, which is really nice, and it uh, it goes all the way up through Crystal Shards on the N64, which I also already own, but I don't own the middle ones, so that works out. And, and even even now within we have those Kirby's Dreamland Three, where Samus comes out, which is the one where Samus comes out, Superstar. No, no, it's not, Kirby's it's not Superstar. Kirby's Dreamland Three, yeah, maybe. Yeah, the one where but, you interact with Samus because you have to find Metroids. And stuff right. Like the thing I was gonna say though, regardless of where Samus universe. is, is not only the six games are there, but Kirby Superstar is like six games within a game, isn't it? Or four games within a game? It has multiple games within a game. It's like a compilation of new games. So really, when you add that to the other games, you have like nine games or ten games. It's a huge. It's to, that's four bucks per game. It's. And you get the art book, and you get the CD. It's a very well put together. Yeah, and the museum. Very well put. To, yeah, and the museum. I, mean, I spent a lot of time in the museum. Just yeah, it's actually it. really cool. Yeah, they they did a really good job. Like hats off to Nintendo. I think uh, part of the reason they did so much of a better job with this than Mario is one they heard Mario feedback, and two and more of the point. Satoru Iwata or Iwata, Nintendo's president, used to work at HAL Laboratory. HAL Laboratory is the maker of Kirby. He was there making the first Kirby, I believe. So it's a pet project. He wants Kirby to get the recognition he deserves. Uh, it's his Wait, game. was Kirby named after the lawyer that helped debate the whole Jack Donkey Kirby. Kong? Jack Kirby. The whole debacle? I don't know. The rumor the rumor was maybe. But it's also rumored he might be named after the vacuum because he inhales things like a vacuum. Kirby vacuums, it's a brand. Oh. So no, Nintendo's never said. And the vacuums actually make more sense, but the but other ones too, like the timing also kind of works. Jack so. Kirby defending against the, Donkey, King, the King Kong Donkey Kong lawsuit yeah. from Universal, yeah. I don't know. It... I have no idea, but yeah, it's a really good collection. I mean, no, if you have the forty bucks and you're, and if you've ever played a Kirby game and liked it, I would recommend it. It's a really good. Yeah, because you get five other really good Kirby games. Like they're literally, like, there was no, there's no like meh Kirby game in that collection. No, no like, they're all really collection. good. It, and plus, it comes with cool art. So not only is the game, it comes in a cardboard box, but when you open it, you get a game box, like a standard Wii box that has this like neat wooden cutout thing look to it, which is actually apparently a throwback to the first to one of the earlier Kirby games in Japan where it actually came in a wooden box. Whoa. Like, it was a... That's apparently in Japan stuff that comes in these certain wooden boxes. It's, like, extra special. So they released one of the Kirby games, I don't remember which, in that wooden box. So the cover is a throwback to that. Oh, wow. So, like, everything's referencing everything else. It's it's a really cool collection. I'm glad I got it. Oh. Best of all, I got it for free because I used a gift card. <laughs> yeah, but I mean... Yeah, so, I mean, no reason to go into the games, but yeah, they're all great. Yeah, Definitely I mean, get it. Yeah, there's the games, you've Definitely. probably played some of them before. If not, it's a solid platform experience. It's on the easier side since it's Kirby, but it's and, still a lot of And fun. whether you've played them all or not, I mean, there's still those new levels, so... Yeah. No one so, for played. the historical value, it's worth picking up. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you, but yep. I also tried... What were you going to say? No, I said yep. Oh, yeah. Because I do know what you're going to say. Yeah, I, uh, I also tried... The demo for the Denfa men. They came they... by wave by now. You know, you know. <laughs> oh, did they now? Yeah. They came by wave, the Denfa men? Yeah, not... It doesn't say it on the tile screen. It's not the subtitle or anything. You're just sharing the knowledge that they came by yeah. wave. They didn't come by bus or by train. They no, came not by, by wave. And definitely not by surfboard. Not okay. that type of wave. Nope. Thank you, everyone. I'm here I'm here every two weeks. Uh, no, they, I'm sorry. That was horrible. The Denfa men is from Genius Sorority. They did Pokemon Coliseum, Pokemon XD. I believe they did one of the... 
Dragon Quest spinoffs or Final Fantasy spinoffs. Maybe. Anyway, their name is pretty pretty familiar. Yeah, but... from Pokemon, probably. Uh, yeah. So this game, it's the quirkiest, weirdest thing. I want to play the demo. Genius sorority. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Not like and it's an oxymoron. Genius and sorority. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's implying anyway, anyone Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just kidding though. No. Um, I am. I am. Anyway, so the Dempa Bed is it's a very old school RPG. That has this extra layer of quirky craziness. So, old school? Yeah. It's just a dungeon crawler. Yeah, like an old school dungeon crawler. I don't know. Yeah. Because there's still a lot of games that are exactly like that. Yeah, but dungeon crawlers are an old genre. They're from oh. like, like the NES days. Oh, okay. Well, It's old school in the sense that it's not an RPG like Final Fantasy with crazy cutscenes and real-time battle systems like Last Story or... It's just a traditional yeah, it's, RPG. It's, it's, it's just like Chocobo Tales. Not quite. And... Not quite because the battles are not real-time. Oh, you're right. It goes to a battle screen, so it's like a real RPG. It's like like um, Dragon Quest. Yeah, it's like Dragon Quest. But here's how it works, and here's what makes it unique. So you, to start the game, you collect these guys, Denpa men, which are like they look kind of like me's. With They're Pikmin also Denpa hats. women and Denpa berries and Denpa animals. So the Denpa creatures you collect. It's like the X Men. Not all of them are men. Yeah. Or yeah. And you collect them um, using AR on your system. So you have to actually look around with the 3DS. It's for 3DS, by the way. So you have to look around with the 3DS, and they float around, and you press A to send a net after them, and you grab them and drag them back. And the amount that appear is dependent on the power or the intent, the power of the Wi-Fi signal. Not just the power, but the Wi-Fi signal. How it works is you eventually, if you want, pro- from what I was reading, if you want to properly level up your Dempa men, you have to start or level up your party. You have up to eight Dempa men in a party at a time. And if you want to like swap out each Dempa man, Dempa man or woman or bear or child or moose, uh, I don't know if they're a moose. Each one has its own characteristics, its own stats, its own personality, its own witty one-liners. When you you know kick them out of your party, it, the, its own like per, it, greeting. They're all unique. Their own face. They're kind of like me's in that regard. Um, so each Wi-Fi hotspot actually has its own, and somehow they somehow coded into the game that certain Wi-Fi. I guess IP addresses or signals or something will trigger the same people at the same hotspots. So if I come to Ho- your house, Jose, and I have my Dempamen with me, I can get the Dempamen you got here. And if you go to my house, you can get the Dempamen I got there. But if we both go to Starbucks, we're going to get completely different Dempamen than we did at our, one of our houses. Uh, like it is somehow sort of location based. You don't need to actually connect to the Wi Fi, well, you just need to be in the presence say, of the Wi Fi. It might be the IP address. I mean, they could always be like, be. oh, like. Every other number is like an even number, or like the last two codes. Because I know Pokemon yeah. did that. Yeah, Pokemon did that mm-hmm. for like random encounters. Like, oh, you get Pikachu's are this code, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so it's 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 a neat concept. I really, at some point, you do eventually need to go out and explore the world if you want to get the best possible party. But for the sake of the demo and from what I played, you know, you just catch whatever you catch. And then you take them through this old school style uh, RPG where there's battles. One nice thing about the battles, which are on a battle screen, not real time, like we were saying earlier, is uh, there's actually an auto button. So if you even want to think, you can just have them all auto, excuse me, all auto assigned and just do their thing, and get leveled up that way. Because it's a lot of level grinding. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty fully featured game. It I is. Would, it's ten bucks on the eShop, which is not but bad it, but at it's all. very niche. So if you really, you have to be into dungeon cars and you have to be into like old school RPGs to really appreciate it. Yeah, so like, so it's definitely not for me. I, I, I like RPGs, but not. Personally, I'm not the biggest fan of the RPG genre, and I do Ooh. like. I, Pokemon's really the only one I got into. Pokemon what? and like Tales what of Symphonia. Mario and Luigi. Oh well, yeah. I'm and really, Paper Mario. Okay, Mario, Pokemon, and like Tales of Symphonia. Oh okay. I'm not a huge RPG guy. Um, Tales of Zillia might come out. No, it's not a PS3 only. I thought. Anyway. I wish it was 
Anyway, it, you... it may eventually see a Tekken Tag Tournament 2 does. Maybe Namco will be like, oh, we should release more. I'm sure they'll definitely have a Tales Eventually, for, for sure. Oh my yeah. god, I can't wait for that. <laughs> I mean, their menus are so crazy. Just having it on the gamepad would be pretty cool. Yeah. That'd oh be my god, really nice. during the battle, it's really... It'd be really cool if it doesn't interrupt the battle because you always have to pause it. Oh, that's true. Smart. Yeah. That's actually a good use of the gamepad. But anyway, back to Dempaman. Yeah, sorry, Dempaman, but... Yeah, I was just going to yeah. say, I'm not the hugest fan of RPGs, but I did have a good time with it. The I don't music know... was goofy. The, the whole game on is iTunes. goofy. The whole game is goofy. Now, yeah. here's what's great about it. the soundtrack, it's available on iTunes. Yeah, right it now. is. Right now, right this second. And you might be on iTunes right now because you're listening to us. You could just switch to the other... Yeah. Anyway, uh, what I was going to say is it knows it's a pretty simple RPG, so it's really the personality that helps make it unique. Like, uh, yeah, like the, the it's story not, the is stories, the king of evil. And you have your, to go stop yeah. him. You yeah. have to go rescue someone and stop him. And what they do is it's all about like the story of interacting with these different Dempa men and their personalities and then exploring the world. Each time you finish one thing, it opens another part of the world and you slowly build out your map and discover new environments and whatnot. So in that regard, it's kind of cool that it's not just... It is a by-the-book story, but they you know, made it a little more interesting with the Dempa men. And that's probably why the Dempa men are so quirky. Because they wanted to give the game some personality so yeah personally since i'm not the hugest fan of genre i don't know if i would necessarily pick it up but if you like any dungeon car or any rpg this is like i could tell just playing it it's very well polished it's like you know for 10 bucks definitely consider it it's a really cool little game yeah if you're a fan of the genre i and agree with, and with that i think we're done I, I think we went through plenty of lists and now we are out of lists so now I must stop talking and end this podcast, which I'm not doing. I'm still going. I agree. Uh, <laughs> uh, so thanks for listening, as always, to all you out there. Uh, as Also, as always, we'd love to hear what you think about anything we discussed on the show, what we launch games. Are there any of the questions we had? Yeah, well, I mean, anything we discussed, we want to hear what you think, and we may include in future episodes. It'd be cool if we did, like, a reader feedback, reader opinion thing. Like, if you have questions, we'll answer them on the show itself. It'd, it'd be fun for everyone. A fun for all, like a free for all, but fun. Huh. And I am was with me today. I'm full of these bad puns. Anyway, with that said, as uh, also as always, because that's my thing. As always, as always, I say as always, and I recommend that you stay up to date with Random Nintendo by checking randomtow.com for the latest extras, which are our various content articles, photo galleries, you know, whatever may be happening in the world of Nintendo that we want to talk about before a pod, in between podcasts, or that is visual and we can't do on a podcast. For example, if you didn't see our photos from the Wii U Experience Tour in LA two weeks ago, we have a gallery up on the site right now. Just go to Wii U Experience Photos on the homepage. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, don't trip right there. What? No, don't hurt yourself. Yeah, I had to think of what the title was. Also, you can check out everything we discussed in this episode by going to episode 26 on the site. And we have a list of all the games, all the news, etc. And of course, please follow us on Twitter at Nintendo so you don't miss a thing. And feel free to tweet at us with your thoughts if you don't like leaving a comment because you're afraid of comment boxes or something. Uh, we're also on iTunes, as I alluded to a few minutes ago, so definitely subscribe to us on there so you make sure you're up to date on every episode. And I think that does it. Yep. So we will see you in two weeks. We you fever seeing up, so it's definitely going to be a good couple episodes going forward. So we yep. look forward to having your ears listen to us then. I can't say see you then. We're not going to see them. We look forward to talking then. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna talk. <laughs>